Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in on this week's episode. I talk about bear markets are for building uh, and why they are because uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I actually missed uh, two weeks um, and I'll be honest with you, it went by so quick I didn't even realize uh, that I did. Life has been crazy, so I'll get into that uh, and we can talk about you know the Bitcoin price and all that craziness, um, but yeah, it is today, today is September 20th. 2022 and the price of bitcoin is not great um but while i'm looking that price of bitcoin up i want to remind you to get yourself a bitbox o2 hardware wallet go to shiftcrypto.ch slash bitcoin made simple and use the promo code bitcoin made simple to get five percent off and get yourself a hardware wallet and get yourself a bitbox because it is sleek it is a Beautiful design, simple, easy to use, and I want you to protect your keys because, uh, yeah, you know, it's any minute now um, that uh, all any exchange could go belly up. So want to take make sure we're protecting that, uh, protecting your most valuable asset, uh, your finance most valuable financial asset, which would be your Bitcoin, no question about it. So, um, yeah, the price of Bitcoin is nineteen thousand, like on the nose. Uh, so it's a little crazy because I mean. The price of everything is going up, except Bitcoin. Um, the price of groceries, the price of gas, the price of being alive. Um, so yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, and uh, and I kind of, I don't know if I've shared this on podcasts or what, or maybe I was on uh, on Daniel Prince's. I don't know if he released it yet. Um, and I've kind of talked about it, but I'm like, man, I really, really thought. And I've told friends of this too. Like I thought that Bitcoin would um, happen in lockstep with uh, the the price of Bitcoin would go up in lockstep uh, with the to hedge against the you know it's a hedge against inflation is my point. Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation, um, and so I thought that initially when that would happen, it would just happen in lockstep. The inflation would rise and run away, and the price of Bitcoin would rise and run away with it. A lot of people have made the comparison to 1930s Weimar Republic um, and the volatility of the price of gold. So, if you have not looked into that, I don't have the exact numbers on it, but um, you know, in the 1930s Weimar Republic, which was Germany between World War One and World War Two, um, they had an insane inflationary event. For those of you that don't know, I'll just recap briefly. Uh, it got so they were trying to pay off their um, their reparations or whatever they had to pay uh, for everything that they all the damage they caused in Europe in World War One, um, and so they just started printing the German marks uh, so that they could pay it off faster, and that led to a hyperinflationary event, and it got to the point where people were taking wheelbarrows of cash to the grocery store to buy like a loaf of bread. And uh, it, there's a famous picture of uh, someone, it's a woman that is burning, you know, millions and millions of dollars worth of German marks um, in order to uh, heat her house because it was cheaper to burn the actual paper money than it was to go buy coal with it. Um, so, uh, you know, I kind of find that I always thought, you know, okay, we're going to get into that moment and that'll happen. But what happened there with gold was if you look at the price of gold during that time in relation to the german mark it was actually insanely volatile 
So you would think again, it would have gone lockstep, something you could store your wealth in. Um, and uh, it didn't work that way. So I have learned that that probably is what the case is with Bitcoin. You know, um, our friend Luke likes to say that this, the four-year cycles are dead and they're going to be shorter cycles. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I also know because our friend Phil um, is, you know, all in on how Jerome Powell is trying to reclaim dollar supremacy, which I kind of believe uh, is what's happening. And with that, uh, we have um, we have a lot of factors playing into the price of Bitcoin. A lot of things that are uh, ex- just so many external factors. So Bitcoin has to sit there and fight off all of them, defend them all, and uh, and play against them all simultaneously. Uh, so it's not just going to happen in lockstep with inflation. Um, you know, it could break to the low side. Like me personally, I would love to see, to scoop up some sats in the twelve to $14,000 range. That would be wonderful. Um, but, uh, you know, it also could break to the high side. And, um, and so I think, you know, again, this is not financial advice and if anything, I think, (laughs) I think this podcast, you guys know by now, but anything, I mean, it's kind of like turning into, um, uh, I don't know, uh, like my venting on the Bitcoin space, uh, like I'm poking into subjects that I want to talk about, um, and I'll get into why I have been so, um, so busy and, um, just come uh, kind of not been able to do interviews lately because uh, life's been crazy. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's not financial advice, but just don't, don't spend money. Don't spend more than you can afford on Bitcoin. Don't buy more Bitcoin than you can afford. Cause that's how you get in trouble. Um, only buy Bitcoin with money that you would be okay putting in a savings account for four plus years. Um, I recommend you hold it longer, but just point being is that, you know, if you have a savings strategy where you take money and set it aside, this is my long-term savings. Um, I would put it into Bitcoin. Um, I would not necessarily, you know, if it's money that you're depending on for years and years into the future. So things that you're putting into your retirement, things like that, I guess you might want to put that on the Bitcoin. I don't know. Um, but my point being is that uh, we we don't want to uh, get wrecked in the short term um, because prices are running out of control. You know, like I've had I've had my in-laws and my parents both like say at different times, like, well, you know, how are you guys dealing with these prices like groceries and stuff? And I was like, I, I, I don't know, like we're dealing with them, like, you know, taking it on the chin. They're like, I couldn't imagine if this happened while we have kids like, yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, you know, I won't sit here and pretend that like I'm the most worst off, worst off person in the world. Um, and I breaks my heart that there's people that have it. Um, you know, like the people that are truly, truly living paycheck to paycheck. Um, how do you deal with this? How do you how do you protect against this inflation? Um, and so there's really no way unless you're able to, you know to set aside some cash, um, you know, but in the short, the short term, my point being the short term protection against inflation doesn't really exist. Um, you know, the best way to protect against it is to trim your spending, 
tighten your belt, uh, lower your monthly overhead as best you can, and uh, and and then uh, protect. Uh, you know, because that's what you got to do. Um, and if you do that, and you're not, and you're not overexposing yourself. You know, if it's like I said, if it's money that you can hold on to for years and set aside and not touch, then that means you're in a good place because uh, because you are setting it and forgetting, um, you know, a lot of you are the DCA army, the dollar cost average army. And I suggest that, uh, you know, everybody do that and plow away, keep plowing away into the Bitcoin, you know, into your stash, just adding more. Um, but don't do more than you can afford, because we've seen a lot of people have uh got wrecked by leverage over leveraging themselves uh whether it be in the shitcoin casino or you know whatever uh and whether they've come out and said it or not um you know they, there's people that are have just lost huge portions of their stack because they thought it's going to the moon no doubt um, I was one of those more, I didn't lose. Thank God. I didn't, I didn't lose. I mean, I've this 2022 tax year, I'll have a tax loss. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that maybe over leveraged and, uh, and kind of got wrecked. And so that's why you see some capitulation, 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 um, see some capitulation on some folks in the Bitcoin space. And I'm not going to say some of them are like really capitulating, like, uh, like Bitcoin Tina. I saw a lot of people are saying like, oh, he sold his sats, which I think he did sell a good portion or almost all or whatever. Um, but, you know, he's in a different, I don't know his personal situation, but I'm just making assumptions and you have to keep this in mind whenever you're you know, looking at other people's actions. First of all, we really shouldn't be sitting around judging other people's actions um, because how does that affect you? If unless it doesn't affect you, then just, you know, move on with your life. But um, but if I had to guess, he sounds like an older man, not just because he has, you know, the picture of uh, Louis Black. Uh, so he looks older, his avatar. But, um, but he sounds older. Um, I'm going to guess in the boomer range uh age wise and you know he probably got out over his skis and got too ex you know too exposed because we know what that's like i mean we we all are like bitcoin's the best asset you could ever buy so whenever the price falls to a certain point you know like whenever it fell into the 30s in the summer of 2021 it was like holy crap holy crap buy as much as you can i can't believe it. i never thought i would see it in this price range again buy 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 you know, so it was like, you know, you're flipping over your couches, looking, shaking out coins from everywhere. Uh, and, you know, whenever it comes to your asset, your portfolios, you're probably sitting there looking like, where, what could I change exchange for uh, Bitcoin here? Um, and that's a dangerous game to play whenever you could, you know, let's just say it is a something if you're a boomer and it's something that you're getting a dividend on that helps pay for your your month to month overhead it pays for your life um and the price of bitcoin falls to the 30s in the summer of 2021 and then you're like you know what i know like i can't believe it came down this low if i flip this asset into that then i i will buy so much bitcoin in the 30s here that it'll just pay off exponentially as it it, it goes on its meteoric rise and then here we are and it's a year later and the price of bitcoin is at nineteen thousand. 
and you're not getting that dividend or whatever it was and you have lost the value so uh yeah and i think like you know a lot of, there might be some people listening to this going like oh like you know you know don't be a wuss buy as much bitcoin as possible blah 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 um but the one like the people that are out there not complaining about the price of bitcoin i've noticed i would bet like I, i'd be able to bet significantly i'd be pretty sure that they are the ones that have not overexposed themselves um you know they keep a level head um doesn't mean like i mean i don't own anything but bitcoin um i mean i guess like my house counts but um and like a car but uh but yeah like i don't um i don't have other assets uh none that i'm aware of at least <laughs> um so if anybody wants to randomly uh, send me one. I'll I'll take it and convert it into Bitcoin, because I'm not living off of that. I'm living off of my you know monthly living. Um, well, <laughs> I'm trying to make a monthly living. Uh, it's kind of hard when you're an entrepreneur and you're just uh, like you live paycheck to paycheck, but they're much bigger paychecks and much farther in between. Um, so uh, if it, any of you entrepreneurs are out there, you'll know what that's like. Uh, it is gut-wrenching uh sometimes makes you stay up at night laying there staring at the ceiling going like god i don't you know i really hope by uh christmas time you know all all the shit hasn't hit the fan but anyways um so yeah so you know uh, there's some boomers that maybe got overexposed and uh or and uh over leveraged uh out over their skis and had to dial it back and uh and yeah I, I just take take it from all the people that are you know just taking it easy and buying what they can afford to buy they are the ones that aren't panicking um and uh you know it's it's really you guys i think it's a lot of you that listen that uh, are part of that dca army because i know i have a lot of you plebs that hit me up and we you know dm and stuff and and uh i can tell you guys are the part of the dca army you're you know, working blue collar, white collar jobs, whatever it may be, but you're just, you know, pounding away, um, mining fiat so that you can, um, you know, mine more fiat and buy more Bitcoin with it. And then, uh, because of that, you're not really sweating the price. Uh, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see whenever people are getting there. And it just, uh, it's a shame that I wasn't there earlier. Um, I kind of found it. I fell into it backwards. I guess I fell backwards into this, uh, and and lucked out that I had to sell some. The the over like let's just say the only Bitcoin I ever sold was um, Bitcoin that I had to sell to buy my house because we were. I think I've explained on the on the podcast before, but because we uh, hadn't sold our uh, home that we were living in at the same time as buying our new house. So we had, I had to sell some of that and, um, and then the price crashed and I was able, when we sold the other houses, like months later, able to buy in, buy back in. But, you know, looking back on it during that time, I was like, Oh my God, I was, I was over leveraged, especially for someone that was shopping for a house, like shopping for a house and all that money that I had, that I needed, you know, I mean, I know real estate's a shit coin, so whatever, but you need a place to live. Um, and all that money that I needed, 
to put down a down payment on the house could have evaporated, you know, pretty quickly with this volatile price swing. So like, you know, just looking back on it, I'm like, God, that was stupid. Like I was playing with fire there. And so I'm lucky and fortunate that, that I was forced to sell when I did, it wasn't at the tippy top, but it was way higher than it is now. Um, and, uh, and you know, it, it just, I don't know. I learned my lesson. If you check out my Bitcoin magazine article that I wrote, the, I thought this time was different. Um, I think this is the experience that most plebs have had whenever they get in, especially now that this is like the third cycle. So if you're like me, class of 2020, um, and I'm sure everybody that's got into Bitcoin before, they thought this is different. This time it's different. It's going to change. It's completely different than the last time. This is the time that it goes to a zillion or you know, whatever. <sighs> Anyways, um, so yeah, don't be sweating the price. And uh, the best way to do that is to not be spending money or using money that you shouldn't be touching. Um, so you still have to live. You still have to kick the can down the road a little bit further. Um, and uh, and yeah, but, um, you know, Bitcoin, like I said at the beginning, bear markets are for building. I heard that so many times before and I always was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I thought that that just meant like for people building, like building in the Bitcoin ecosystem or the Bitcoin world and like movies plus, I mean, has, you know, obviously like a Bitcoin flavor to it because it's owned by a Bitcoin maxi. And, um, we have like every Bitcoin doc available on there. And, um, you know, we have the hard money show, all that kind of stuff. Um, like I've said before, before to people, I can't, we're a freedom of speech platform. So if somebody comes to me with an Ethereum doc, uh, I have to play it because we're just providing a platform to allow people to share their voices. My theory behind why there aren't a lot of Ethereum, uh, Ethereum documentaries is because they don't want you to see that it is a, a piece of total garbage. And um, so if you did a documentary on it, it's really hard to polish a turd. Um, you know, you can only put so much shoe polish on that turd uh, and without people being able to see through it. So it's just much easier for all these shitcoin scams for them to sit there and, and uh, you know, it let you fall for their marketing or try and trick you with their marketing without, you know, telling a story about it. Cause if they do a 90 minute documentary on, on any of these shitcoins, it's going to be hard for anybody to go, Oh yeah, that sounds like ultrasound money. Um, and also anyone that's out there that like, the easiest argument if you're if anyone says that something's better than bitcoin it the easiest way to shut that down is to say it isn't because it has a central point of failure um it has a ceo it has a it has a ceo it has a a person or a place that can be have its door knocked on and be told by somebody to shut it down and that does not exist in bitcoin because there are so many nodes spread around the world. There are so many miners spread around the world and uh, you can't go around. There's no, there's no uh, Satoshi that even if Satoshi revealed himself, um, it would not be possible to shut it down. He'd be like, hey, there's nothing I can do about it. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, but anyway, so, you know, we have a Bitcoin flavor at movies plus I always heard bear markets are for building. And I thought that meant specifically to the, bear market um 
or that meant uh, specifically to the Bitcoin companies. Um, but what I'm learning is that it's a great thing for any company or yourself personally, whatever you're building. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want to own an ice cream shop in your local town, then go do it. Build the ice cream shop. Start building, building your business, building your entrepreneurial background, your your infrastructure, everything. Because right now, it like I I, I totally get during the bull run it it during the bull run it is a euphoric experience and all anyone wants to talk about is how the price of bitcoin is going to the moon but right now it's like really quiet um that's outside of the fact that i've been busy it's also not as easy to get interviews right now because people like not a lot of people are eager to talk about bitcoin um you know and it's so it's just like it's just quieted down to like this this feels like this room of like all of us like maxis that just you know sit there and like keep nodding at each other like yep hey we're still here still adding to our stack um so yeah so it, it, it's a little quiet in the bitcoin space and it's a great time to put your head down and and build and i will use an analogy um for building you know it's like what do they say how do you I mean, one of the, there's many analogies, but how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time or whatever. I don't recommend eating elephant because I've never done it, but um, I'm sure you can. There's somebody that's out there that's a, a meditarian. Uh, one of the carnivores will tell me how good elephant is for you, um, even though they're probably endangered or whatever. And that's probably like, I'll probably get yelled at and put on some kind of list for even mentioning that. But um. Whenever we would play, so I, you guys, some of you know, I played hockey through college um, and uh, in playing hockey, we would train. Um, my coach was nuts. Um, he was my high school coach. And then he actually then I kind of followed my uh, my college career. He'd come to a lot of my games for different reasons and whatnot. And then in the summertime, we'd um, we'd get together and train like uh, we did in high school, uh, but it would just be me and him, um, uh, maybe one other person, uh, maybe two sometimes, but anyways, we would go to the ski slopes. Uh, so I guess, first of all, you have to live somewhere that has ski slopes. Um, and we would sprint up ski slopes, um, because a hockey shift, you know, they like there's interval training, you, you know, for a hockey shift, you get like 45 seconds all out. And then you come to the bench and you're exhausted and you recover over a two minute period and then get back out there 45 minutes, 45 seconds all out. Um, so interval training is big. Um, so doing stuff like sprinting up a ski slope, um, you know, full speed, not lightly jogging full speed sprint, um, from the bottom to the top. Usually they take, I mean, they weren't like, you know, the Rocky mountain ski slopes, uh, but they, I think they would take like a minute and a half to sprint to the top. Um, and if you've ever done it, your quads will be burning, your calves are burning, every part of you is wants to die. Sometimes you will barf while running full speed. My wife still can't believe that I would do that, but yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, it's really character building, but also great uh, you know, endurance training for hockey and builds the strength in your legs and whatnot for skating. Um, but I whenever I, I started doing that when I was in like eighth grade. And I was like dying. And um uh 
my coach, uh, Shannon, uh, he came over and said, he was like, look, just focus on the spot three feet in front of you while you're running. And when you get to that spot, pick the next spot. So you pick that spot. That's your goal. So it's, you, you have your head down. You're just chugging away. Your legs are chugging away. You're going up the hill. And you pick that spot three feet in front of you. And you get there and you accomplish that. You keep going. You keep going. And before you know it, you're at the top of the mountain. And that worked. That really worked for um, for uh, for training and running up ski slopes. So, um, you know, I've kind of had that mindset with, uh, with business too, is that like, you know, you put your head down and just keep looking three feet in front of you and getting little goals, little goals and accomplishing them. Um, and so, yeah, we've been doing that with movies plus was my point. And, uh, and movies plus has been absolutely on fire. Um, so for those of you that don't know, uh, we released on movies plus, we released, the documentary called the most canceled man in America. Uh, and it is about a man named Nick Fuentes, um, who has been deplatformed from everything. Um, and so this platform, this is not a documentary to like support Nick or whatever in his views. It is a, to tell a story about what happened to him. Um, and uh, how ridiculous it is that he got canceled the way he did and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so we had a, a, a pretty significant influx of uh, a cu good customer growth from releasing that doc. Um, and that's also come with its challenges because then people have been attacking us saying that we're, you know, garbage, giving to a voice to a garbage, giving a platform to a garbage human being. Um but, you know, we're standing up for free speech no matter whose speech it is. Um, so, you know, it's, it's and it's not even about his message and what his message is. It's about what happened to him. So it's just insane. Um, and, you know, we had uh, we had a, uh, a great uh, return with that. We had a great, uh, you know, a great first month. Um, but I've just been crazy busy with that because, we then also are launching our originals, um, which, oh, by the way, I should plug, you should go to mymoviesplus.com and use the, if you're not a subscriber, use the promo code Corey, C-O-R-Y, and you'll get 20% off. So that's two bucks a month for an annual subscription. Um, you can't beat two bucks a month because we don't have ads in our content and we have exclusive content. Uh, for example, the most canceled man in America, you cannot find that anywhere else. It is only on movies plus. Um, and we're releasing our originals, which obviously are exclusive as well. Um, so yeah, so use the promo code Corey, get 20% off. It'll bring the price down to $2 a month for a annual, for an annual subscription. Um, and we have a ton of Bitcoin content there as well. So, uh, but yeah, we have, so we did that. We released that most canceled man in America. Then we have um, our first original coming out on Friday, actually on the 23rd called uh, welcome home about a, uh, a Iraq war veteran uh, coming home uh, dealing with PTSD and also uh, dealing with white supremacists trying to get him out of his house and get him to leave their town, um, his, his town. 
And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good story. I think you guys will enjoy it, and I hope you guys check it out. Uh, and then we'll actually be doing a Twitter space on the 25th. Um, so you'll probably be able to find that out there somewhere. Maybe I'll record it and play it back through here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it'll just be about the, the document or about the film, not a documentary, but about the film, um, with the, the, uh, filmmaker David Lugo, um, who, uh, directed it. And then after that, we have, oh, that was the worst drum roll ever. Uh, we have Q sent me, which I think I mentioned before, but Q sent me is, uh, about the Q shaman. Uh, and if you don't know who that is, if you just remember from uh, the Capitol riot, uh, quote unquote, um, it is the guy that was wearing the buffalo headdress with the blue and red face paint. I think you all remember him. Um, we have the only interviews with this gentleman. Nobody else has this footage. Um, and then we also in this docu-series, uh, in, they, it, he was interviewed on January 7th. So actually between January 6th and I think, and then it shows like the craziness of a couple of days before he gets arrested. But um, I mean, the guy's like, you know, call like he called the FBI himself. Like, oh, and he's like a QAnon conspiracy theorist. So it's, it's an interesting story. I've been telling people it is the, the tiger king of January 6th. That's the best way to describe it. Um, so that is going to be coming out uh, at the beginning of November. And we'll be releasing one episode a month over a three-month period. Um, I know that sounds like we're teasing it out, but it's actually the opposite. We're um, turning it out as fast as we possibly can. Uh, we just have to... There's a lot of editing and work that's being worked on as we speak. Um, so the first episode we'll be able to get out will be in November. Um, but the, the second one won't be ready until December. So we wanted to get out there early and then try a different, you know, then we thought about holding it back. We're like, well, do we hold it back, release them all at the same time? But um, we just thought we'd try something different, um, get it out there when we can, and then uh, and then allow you to consume it, enjoy it, um, and then, uh, you know, do it once a month. And it's a little different than uh, other platforms, you know. I mean, I think even Netflix is starting to, I think Netflix is starting to, toy with the idea of doing weekly releases for some of their shows. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, a, you know, we're doing it's, we were restricted um, from a workflow standpoint, but then we figured it was worth a try and see if um, people enjoy consuming it that way. So the good news is if you use that promo code, Corey, you will have your subscription through the whole three month period. Um but then we have other stuff going up too. So we have, after that, we'll be releasing uh, a, uh, well, I can't tell if it's going to be, it might be a series, it might be a doc, but it's uh, it's called Stop the Steal. And it follows uh, Ali Alexander and his Stop the Steal movement as they went around trying to stop the steal, quote unquote, steal of the election. Think of that however you will. I don't care what your thoughts are. I don't care either way. Um but, uh, you know, it was an interesting thing to document and follow. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, all that stuff and much more coming. And, um, you know, the business is growing. With that comes different things. So, uh, you know, it's just a lot more to manage. We actually have like a team building. Um, and then Phil 
Phil Gibson, you guys know Phil. Um, Phil is hoping to join, and I'm hoping he can join our team. Um, I tell him he will be the first, you know, full time employee of Movies Plus if we can, uh, if we can get this to work out. Um, you know, we just uh, have to have, I have to be able to, we have to figure out how we're going to deploy capital um, and everything. But the more subscriptions that come in, the more support we have to do things like that. And, you know, it's not like we're just paying people just to pay them. I mean, we need to as we grow. So um, look at it that way. If you are signing up for Movies Plus, I know it sounds like a really long commercial, but really I'm just saying, if you're signing up for Movies Plus, uh, you are voting for free speech and supporting a pleb platform uh, and uh, and supporting, you know, other other people, you know, creating jobs, uh, doing all that good stuff. So I don't forget where it started. I mean, honestly, until we had this like big bump with the um, the exclusive content, uh, I feel like the it was the plebs that were carrying us because so, I've told you guys before, but most of the, the most viewed content was the Bitcoin content. And um, and uh, you guys uh, carried the weight and, and helped us uh, survive to this point. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping we have some other comedians coming on to uh, Sam Tripoli. We have three of his specials up there. Um, and we have a lot of exciting things, people that uh, you'll be really surprised to see whenever they come on. Um, and lots of exciting conversations happening behind the curtain that I can't, uh, you know, disclose at the moment. But, uh, but yeah, it's exciting. And I do want to remind you right now to get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin Made Simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin Made Simple to get 5% off. Protect your keys, please. Protect your keys, please. Um, I'm sure that's what Bitbox wants out of their ad read is some dweeby uh, dork sitting there. Protect your keys, please. Um, although maybe that would work. We'll run an ad for them. Do it that way. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, da, 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 da. Okay, bear markets are for building. Corey, you've talked about it yourself enough. So move on f- with your life. Um, yeah, Bitcoin mining. <laughs> I just wrote when I was making like bullet points of what I wanted to talk about during this. I said Bitcoin mining regrets? Question mark. Um, I won't regret it. Uh, because again, I bought it with money that I was okay not using for a while. Um, would I have rather bought Bitcoin with it? Probably not, because the same machine that I bought would cost more Bitcoin now than it did then. Um, you know, if I if I had a crystal ball and knew that you know the price was gonna fall in ha- by half when I buy it, would I have? Um, you know, bought it then. I don't know. I maybe would have just held for a little bit, but ultimately if you're in it, if you have a long enough time horizon, you're in it for the right reason. You're doing the right thing. You're, you are, um, you're going to be rewarded. And like, I'm not looking to turn around and sell the sats now. So if you look at it, like the hash price has really fallen. Um, if you look at the, the hash price, it doesn't look very profitable at the moment. Um, but we know that the price is going to go up eventually. So just hold, um, it is crazy though, that we are, you know, in the midst of this, uh, I don't know, what are we like 60 some percent 
correction uh at the moment like let's see we have calculator calculator if you're a parks and rec fan you'll know what that means um oh calculator uh we were what do we hit we hit like sixty nine thousand, i believe uh we're at nineteen thousand. so that is uh 73% drop in Bitcoin price. And we've... <laughs> so 73% drop in Bitcoin price. The price of everything else is going up. And the other crazy thing that's not supposed to happen if you are you know, new to Bitcoin and thinking, oh, this is all going up and to the right, uh, is that the right now we're at an all-time hash rate for Bitcoin. Like there is more Bitcoin mining happening right now than anywhere at any time. Um, and so that means it's more difficult to mine Bitcoin after a 73. That makes sense, doesn't it? Of course, that's how it happened. But of course, that's how I did it. Like when when does Corey get into Bitcoin mining? I hate using the third person, but like this is kind of making fun of myself. When When do I get into the Bitcoin mining? I get into the Bitcoin mining right whenever it's about to, the price is about to fall off a cliff and the hash rate is going to go to all-time highs. That's when they do it. Um, so that's the genius that did that. Um, but to me, I think that kind of sets the floor, you know, because basically, like, if I'm a business and I'm mining Bitcoin, um, but I have enough... I have enough cash to hold then I'm going to be holding. And I think, you know, on the way down, like there's different, you know, like uh, compass mining was one and other places that had to capitulate and sell their Bitcoin um, because maybe they were too over leveraged. They were too, uh, they were too exposed. Um, but if you have enough reserves, you can pay for the electricity now and just be stacking sats at an insane rate. Um, well, not an insane rate because the hash price is an all-time high or hash rate is at an all-time high, but you can get through these tough times and stack sats uh, when few others are. And then when the price rises, you'll be good. So it's, I don't know. I look at it. It might help set a floor, um, you know, but it might help on the way down because you'll have people that it might help. It might speed the price going down because you have people capitulating you have companies capitulating that need to sell bitcoin in order to pay for their electrical bill but then on the way up you have it could be on a meteoric rise and you could have the people the companies that you know really held through um the bear market didn't capitulate didn't sell any bitcoin but what they've done is depleted a good portion of their cash reserves and by the way just so you know, I'm walking through this mentally, like as I talk. So I'm just working through this live. Um, but they've depleted their cash reserves, so they need to um, refill those in order to survive the next bear market. So if they're selling whenever the price gets back up to all time highs, don't be complaining because they're doing it so that they can survive through the downturns. Um, everybody will probably have their own calculation on how they do that and the in the order in which they do that, um, you know, at what price point do they trigger certain cells and whatnot? So I don't know. I, I think that mining has a 
has a way to set a floor, but also a way to um, set a ceiling for certain parts of cycles. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't regret it though, even though it basically at this point is a DCA machine. Um, that's why I look at it is that basically my electrical bill for the miner is oh like two hundred and fifty dollars a month or something like that. Um, and I'm maybe getting like though I mean this last month or two has been rough basically getting like $260 worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> so woohoo, $10 in profit. Um, but yeah, I just look at it as a, instead of DCAing through, you know, an exchange or something, I'm doing it through my electrical company and getting myself some KYC free sats. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I, I still recommend if you can afford it, it's a great way to go um, buy yourself some, uh, mining equipment and get started at least get your feet wet if you can afford to do it but uh another thought this this is more my deep thought of the day my deep 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 thought of of the day um is i'm thinking about and i know people go oh well you bring religion into it i'm bringing religion in for a specific reason um so those of you that don't know i am catholic um i guess you would say i'm a devout catholic uh you could cl classify me as that. Um, but that also doesn't mean that I don't have problems with the hierarchy in, in the certain decisions that are made. Um, you know, the, the church isn't perfect. Um, and anyway, so my reason for bringing that up is because I kind of talked about it when I was on Princey's podcast, but um, I become like really uncomfortable with uh with how money is intertwined how money gets intertwined uh with religion and let's just look at it this way for example so even if you are just an atheist or whatever and you don't care walk this journey with me um you know this this mental exercise but uh i've said before that you know jesus uh the only time jesus was ever showed really any anger is whenever uh, the money changers were using the temple, uh, you know, his, his, his father's house, they were using the temple as a place to, as a market. And they were, um, you know, taking advantage of people. And what is it? One of the things he talks about a lot is, uh, you know, like taxes and, you know, not necessarily like, you know, Oh, you need taxes to pay for roads, but more like, you know, the tax collectors cheating the, the other people. And, you know, that's kind of like the rent seekers, you know, like the rent seekers we see in the world today, like, you know, just putting like a little premium on their services to do basically nothing in order to make money and extract wealth from others, which by extracting wealth from others, you're stealing their time from them and their time is their most valuable asset. Um, so anyways, so you look at you look at his life and you look at how he you know lived a humble life and basically lived on the road um and backpacking from town to town and uh you know setting up camp and and uh living a very poor life um and living a life without you know much uh money and just trusting that you know uh that God would provide for their needs 
Um, so then you juxtapose that with this image I saw somebody shared a meme um, and it was the image of Pope Francis at the altar like surrounded by like gold and it just really really rubs me the wrong way like I I'm just really uncomfortable with that you know um, because you look at that and you look at you know, and then like mega churches, things like that, and all the money that people make off of it. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, I mean, because priests generally do live like a a a life of modesty, like you know, like a priest salary isn't anything great, but but the institution itself, it's like I don't know, like, does the Vatican need all that like artwork and gold and money i mean i know everything needs money but like i don't know it just it's like it's kind of like is that like is that really what jesus wanted like i don't know i don't think so because as far as i can tell he was never a fan of people controlling and taking wealth he wanted to give to the poor and everything so i don't know it just has me in a it makes me uncomfortable thinking about that um but whenever, whenever I think about the, you know, the Bitcoiners, you know, and it doesn't have to be that you're all religious or whatever, you don't. Um, but by and large, you know, the Bitcoiners are very charitable. Um, and, you know, the, the good Bitcoiners want to see other are the types that would help others out um, in need. And we've seen awesome examples of that with, um, you know, like people donating to Hot or Not as he deals with his Craig Wright um court case and and stuff like that um when plebs are in need uh plebs reach out and help so you know even some of you guys when we lost the baby over the winter you know some of you just sent me money to get a meal like that's crazy um and you have no idea how how much that meant and how how basically like desperate was I was at the time I've talked about it before but like I was just you know we were trying to sell a house we had just moved into a new house I had no idea honestly I had very very little idea what our financial picture was so every time we spent money it was a stress an incredible weight and um and I had to be making a lot of meals during that time while my wife wasn't uh was recovering and and, um, yeah, I just, I mean, one of those things is like life changing and it's the smallest little, you know, token, uh, the smallest little appreciation, you know, sign or something that you can give. So, you know, be charitable towards others, always, um, you know, be helping each other out and, uh, and, you know, hopefully movies plus will be so successful one day that I can just turn to a life of pure philanthropy and, um, that would be awesome be it'd be a great uh direction to go in but uh you know for the time being i do have to make a living um so yeah i don't know i just wanted to share that thought that you know i think we all as bitcoiners become less comfortable with uh with showing wealth as you get more into bitcoin not necessarily as your stack of bitcoin grows and you become more wealthy from bitcoin it's just you know the meme is funny it's like a bitcoiner drives around in like you know a crappy car and stuff and like um 
and it couldn't be more true because I think we just kind of get that like money isn't really about the money aspect. Money is about um, your time. And uh, and so it's not about flashy clothes. It's not about this, that, the other thing. It's about um, how much time do you have and how do you use your time? So anyways, I think that is enough for me rambling. Now, um, had a lot of thoughts on my mind. I will, I promise you, I will be kicking this back up. I got to get some interviews. If you have any people you want me to interview, uh, just hit me with some suggestions. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, just getting my head above water to be able to take a breath, relax, and, uh, you know, share my thoughts with you guys. I'll try to do this weekly, even if I don't have an interview lined up. I'll just get you guys something, um, get you my thoughts, give you some updates on what's going on with Movies Plus. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, check out Welcome Home, Movies Plus First Original. Oh, by the way, our TikTok account got banned. So, um, you know, I guess so much for free speech on TikTok. I don't think they really were for free speech, but it's kind of ironic that the freedom of speech platform uh, was banned from TikTok, suspended, just for our trailers it was weird i don't know somebody might be like reporting us because they just don't like us i don't know maybe it's netflix um just kidding netflix but uh yeah so anyways um make sure one more time i gotta remind you guys to get a bitbox o2 hardware wallet and get yourself a nice hardware wallet that'll protect your keys and you will be able to sleep soundly at night knowing that you're corn is in a safe place so i will talk to you guys next time thanks for listening and i will see you next week